Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast space where life feels lighter. You know, sometimes life can have us feeling worn out and weighed down, locked up and left out, or just simply looking for more. And if that sounds like you, then you are in the right place. Freed Up has a word for you. In today's episode, I'm so excited that we get to hear the second part of our time with Melissa. If you listen to the previous episode, then you know that Melissa was blessed to push through a very difficult experience, a health crisis. And so today she's going to share some strategies and some of the tools that she used to press through and courageously come out on the other side of her experience. So be sure you stay tuned. Pulling from just that whole experience, because I'm just kind of sitting here and absorbing all that you're saying. And it's a very real thing when something comes out of nowhere, especially when it affects our health. Um, Things that you were able to do and now can't do. You were planning a wedding six weeks out and, Mm -hmm. and then you're, you know, you're trying to figure out, okay, what, what has happened here? And that loss of control, it does create a trauma. So Um, I think it's important to be able to say emotions follow that. And that's not a time to play like superwoman and Superman. Like, right. This is, this hurts and this is a thing. <laughs> and uh-huh. we need to own it and say it when something like that happens, right? Yes. And I think that was a big piece of, I mean, I, the rehab I went to had, it was um, physical rehab, occupational therapy, speech pathology or speech pathologist, um, educational therapy, which I did not even know was a thing, but mm. educational therapy. And then they had an LP or a licensed professional counselor. So they had counseling for individual and group counseling. Mm-hmm. And that was so appealing and so helpful to get mm. not only me through this, but to get my family through it, to get my husband through it. Um, it was just a really, it was a powerful piece. Wow. So, so you had a, you had like a team of, of um, support aligning with yeah. you in addition to your um, family. Uh-huh. And they had, I mean, we had monthly meetings and I could invite whoever I wanted to, to these conferences and each therapist would come in and report how I was doing each month. And um, I thought I was going to be there a month. Um, and so that first session or that first monthly conference, they were like, so we're expecting you to be discharged in like October, November. And I was like, oh, like that was not what I, I figured I'd be back at the hospital by May. And yeah, yeah. it was September. <laughs> so yeah, before you could return to work. So the total time frame then from when this health crisis hit and then when you returned mm-hmm. to work was how long? It was. February 4th um, was when it happened, and I think I went back to work, I think it was the Tuesday after Labor Day, so just about six months. Yeah, Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And six months is a lot of time. Um, It is. It's a a good chunk of time, um, especially when you're trying to deal with something that's unexpected that you didn't have time to plan for. Um, What were some additional tools or strategies that you used just to get through the time? I know you talked about the, 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 
group therapy and the individual therapy, which, you know, would make mm-hmm. sense for what you went through. Is there anything else mm-hmm. that you used that you thought this was so very helpful for me to do during this time? So this is going to sound like an ad for the rehab center that I went to, but um, I feel <laughs> like if I could convince my therapist that I, that worked there and I, if we could take our show on the road, it, this would be amazing. Um, <laughs> They, I mean, they are part of the reason I am sitting here today. Um, They changed it up. Like, we did not have the same schedule every day. They changed Mm. the schedule every day. So that really helped. Um, They gave different tools to use um, at home. So, like, I had different apps on my iPad that I could use to help me with different things. Um, They took us on field trips. And so, we went to the grocery store and that sounds so silly, but it was so helpful that um, I didn't have to, that was that burden of going to the grocery store with me for the first time wasn't on Brett and yes. um, that I had done that. And we went to the grocery store, we went to Target, we went to the um, Arboretum. Um, they t- kind of changed things up. Um, they also, they had a swimming pool, so we did, um, we got in the pool and did physical therapy in the pool, um, and they had yoga on Friday. That was my favorite thing. I kept harassing the physical therapist and saying, you're not <laughs> going to take me out of yoga, are you? She's like, no, because you complain so much about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they just had lots of things and um, lots of different books. Or if I had questions, they would send, they'd give me some tools. And then they really included my family in it too. And I think mm. that helped. Mm-hmm. And they made it fun. We had one of my favorite things is that on Fridays, we had a drum group. And mm. so we would sit around and I am not musically inclined whatsoever. But <laughs> We had so many different ages and everyone from different backgrounds. And so we had so many different song requests and it was just unbelievable. I think that was one of my favorite things about it was that you would see patients who would be so quiet during the week and then you'd get in the drum group and you'd see a completely different person. Yeah. And there's something about hitting that drum, um, yeah, they just did so much. Um, and then when I left, I told them, I was like, you are going to have really bad days. And I want you to remember me leaving and how much you helped me to mm. get you through the bad days because what you do is amazing. And they really customized it too. Like I mentioned that I, to the occupational therapist that I worked on grants. And so he had some exercise that had involved grants. And then I told them I did PowerPoint presentations. So he actually made me <laughs> they wanted to hire you. That's what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I've asked them if I could have a job there. Um, but I had a PowerPoint presentation. And so they just did a lot of things. I never thought I would have fun at rehab. But thinking about it and thinking about some of the people I'd met there and how much I laughed during mm-hmm. that process mm-hmm. was it was shocking to me but um I still to this day I can think about things and just start cracking up because um it was actually fun <laughs> sounds weird to say 
No, I mean, and I think it's important to say because mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we really need to zero in on um, in an experience like what you had and even thinking about experiences that even some of the listeners might be having that are difficult, even if it's just trying to navigate the pandemic itself, that laughter is so good yeah. for healing. And yes. that's important to know is we have to have opportunities to laugh. Mm -hmm. And so you were very fortunate to have a group of people that set up circumstances and experientials that would give you that experience. In. Mm -hmm. And so that, that was key to your healing so that even now, mm -hmm. Collect, you're still you still crack up about it. So, uh -huh. wow, that's such a good because we don't often think about the laughter as being part of healing. I was thinking about this verse in the Bible that says that laughter is medicine for the soul. It's in the mm -hmm. problem, so I'll have to look up and find the exact um, scripture. But that's it. Sounds like in your case that was so true, and so I hope the listeners are able to connect into to finding something that makes them laugh because it's so important right exactly um i think with all this pandemic i saw somewhere that making kind of a everybody talks about a gratitude journal and gratitude lists and everything but making like a joy list like mm. things that bring you joy and just make you just happy or laughing and things because it, it was it was such a huge part of um my healing process. I never thought that I would laugh so hard um, in rehab that I did. So, oh, great. this is perfect because this is this is a strategy that came out of that is a joy mm -hmm. list. So, mm -hmm. as you're listening, um, we've talked about gratitude journals a lot, and we had Pastor Fox on our last episode who talked about a gratitude journal and doing something every night writing like uh -huh. things down every night, but a joy list is such a good strategy because we really do have these experiences through the day that we may not realize are bringing us joy. And I think if we tune our minds into the fact that we're going to have a joy list, then we might identify more of them than we generally do because there's some joy and beauty in every day and we often miss it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Joy list. So, Y'all got that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one is... um. What has, I had this before, um, but I really noticed I relied on it more when I was in recovery and everything was just creating like a simple, I call it a, tap, a happy playlist on my iPhone and just mm -hmm. songs that I could listen to over and over again, but I just listen to them and um, they, they make me feel happy. Um, and so I have my happy playlist and my joy list. I have <laughs> so many lists right now. <laughs> Okay, so what what's what's one of your songs in your playlist that brings you joy? Um, right now the one I tend to be listening to, I feel like on um repeat is High Hopes. Um, I think that's what it's called by Panic at the Disco. Okay. Um you mean if you looked at my playlist, it's so the range is so wide. Um uh, <laughs> so you're like, okay, um, Whatever but, works for your joy. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's just all over the place from some country to um, pop um, to just like all in between. And High Hopes is the one I'm playing on 
repeat right now. The other one on there is I'm still standing mm. and it's the Elton or the still standing or whatever. It's the Elton Zahn song, but it's somebody else singing it. And mm. I don't know that one really um, hit. And I've listened to that a lot too in the last year or so. so. Yeah. The happy playlist. Yes. I'm still standing. The title itself is, it speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's definitely a, a great tagline for your experience. Um, mm -hmm. Out of everything that happened, so we were talking about gratitude. We might as well <laughs> extend on that a little bit because it is such a big part of being able to live in a freed up space. And one of the things we talk about mm -hmm. on freed up is that this is a journey. It's a, it's not a destination. It's a, it's a journey. It's continue or continually mm -hmm. being freed up for something and in some way. And that gratitude is such a big part of it. So what from this whole experience, um, would you say you are most grateful for? Um, I think right now I'm, um, is the, my support system. It's like, you have to find whoever your group is and people that you can lean on. And um, yeah, I just, that's, that's what, I knew that before, but I think that just like really solidified it um, during this process. Um, I, yeah. So I think that it was, you just have to find your circle or, there's people that you, I call them, I refer to my long time, long time friends, um, like my steel magnolias, like they are there and yeah. I yeah. can count on them. And yes, I'm just, so I think, yeah, finding your circle mm -hmm. and your support system. So, um, there it is again, other, community. <laughs> yes, you do. You need that. And whatever that looks like, and you just need that. The one other thing I would say, um, I took this from my counselor at the rehab center would focus in on this because um, with everyone is 1%. Like, okay, what's 1% or one thing or even half a percent that you couldn't do yesterday that you did today or you mm. didn't do last week and you did today. Cause she's like, eventually those 1% are going to add up to a hundred percent. Wow. And that, I mean, we, I would use it, we would use it at the rehab center, but then even at home, my husband and I, we would, that would be part of our language. He's like, well, that seems like a 45% today and stuff like that. Or maybe that is just the 1%, but just having that concept is that, yeah, I wanted to get out, but I had to do all these 1% to get out of rehab yeah. and get back and everything. So I think that's really helpful too. What a great um, way to visualize and demonstrate that healing is a process and yes. being freed up is a process. So maybe you do 1% today and you do 5% tomorrow where we might mm -hmm. often attempt to get to 100 because we want this thing to be done, but yes. we've got to add up the 1% and that's really our resilience, that little by little, mm -hmm. our strengths and our resilience and our patience and our lessons are found in those one percents and fives and maybe 45, like Brett says. Um, that's a very yeah, powerful exactly. visual um, and such an important, I think, mm -hmm. 
way for us to frame and to have a lens into us getting better in whatever area we choose to we're, we're working on. I I have a um a, just a, I'm always asking for the guests that come on and sharing from their life experiences because one of the things that I know about this work and you know about this work and I want our listeners to always know um mm-hmm. our experiences in life are common they have different circumstances attached to them but somebody else has walked a path that we're walking and it's always good to be able to hear from somebody who's gone that way. And so mm-hmm. I'm curious about, because you've been through this health crisis, because it was so traumatic and because you survived it and now you can look back on it. And I know that when you look back and when you share about it, I know that strengthens your healing, but what is something mm-hmm. that you would say to someone who may be in the midst of a health crisis themselves? Um, or maybe even just struggling in the midst of crisis period, in the midst of this pandemic season? Like, what is a word of encouragement you would give? Oh, I could give a lot. Um, yeah, it might be a multi-answer. Um, I think the 1% thing, I really, that really resonated with me. And that helped me because, um, yeah, that just helped me in rehab. And that even helped me post rehab and kind of starting my own business, focusing in on those little things. Um, Find somebody to talk to. I mean, I think everybody should be in therapy, but um, I can repeat that over and over. Um, (laughs) But find somebody to talk to. um, Just need that support. And then again, find your group of people, your community, because yeah, you can't do this on your own. You, You need to lean and get some help yeah and some support yeah that i mean really i think that's a a huge um such great insight and wisdom because i think often we don't necessarily realize how much we need other people until Mm -hmm. we go through something like this yes they're there for us yes we like to hang out with our girls or our boys or however we do it um but when Mm -hmm. we are not able to do for ourselves that I think becomes so much more valuable to us. And I can just continue to hear that from you. So mm-hmm. of course, before we end, we have to talk about the wedding because it actually yes. did happen. <laughs> it did. So we, yeah, we moved it from, it was supposed to be March 17th and we moved it to November 3rd and I think that was a big piece of motivation for me to get out of there, to get out of rehab was the fact that I was like, I am having this wedding. (laughs) Um, That was what Brett had said. He told me that when I was in the hospital, he would say like, you have to come back because we have to have our first dance. And so, um, yeah. And so we uh, had our first dance in, so it was a, it was a great, it was what we had wanted and um, with our family and our um, friends and it was just, it was a good time. So, um, wow. and so I'm lucky that, yeah, we um, got married later in life and I'm just lucky that I found him. Well, I can vouch for you being um, very blessed to have 
Brett, because I got to meet him, of course, um, when I came to see you at the hospital. And it was mm -hmm. right in the very beginning stages. And there were so many questions about what would happen with you. And mm -hmm. he was there all the time. And he was such a, um, such a rock for people who were coming. I could see that. Um, he, along with your dad, and of course, your sister-in-law, you mentioned, and your brother was there. I got to meet your family, which was so cool. But I remember in particular how he was so supportive, and his love for you was shining through even that most difficult time, not knowing, you know, mm -hmm. what's going to happen. So just to hear, it just gives me chills to hear that he was saying, yes. speaking those love words to you, like, no, nope, yes. come on, we got to get this dance on. So, uh-huh. It's, it's and so we danced to At Last. Um, oh. It was perfect. Yeah, that was, we had picked that out before, but it just took on more meaning and everything. So, yeah. yeah. I got oh lucky. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> chills. Chills. <So. laughs> well, Melissa, thank yeah. you for coming on. I'm, I'm really just so blessed that you um, are able to just share a little bit about yourself and of course for me to have been able to learn from you and I know that the listeners have been really encouraged by your story of courage in overcoming um, such a really challenging time in life and so we're going to get into trauma a little later in the year we're going to talk a lot more about that and probably take that on into 2021 because okay. there's so much with it so I would love for you to come back with yes. some other of our colleagues. And I'm super excited to bring back a group and just have a panel and just let our listeners ask questions and just kind of talk more about how we deal with that. So be ready to come back. This isn't going to be your last time. So. I will do that. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Thanks again. Okay. I love the fact that Melissa said one of the things that carried her through was making a joy list. I mean, like for real, I've got to get my joy list together. And you know what's going to be at the top of that list? The fact that I get to hang out with y'all, like literally, in the words of Anita Baker, y'all bring me joy. I think she says you bring me joy, but you know, you get the picture. I'm so grateful that you are a listener and please know how much I appreciate you tuning in every other week to Freed Up, especially during this time where you have so much going on. I appreciate you. You bring me joy. And guess what? We've got some episodes coming up that you absolutely do not want to miss. We've got folks that are going to talk about relationships and community and what does it mean to courage up after a separation or a divorce? Um, listen, we're going to talk about it all here on Freed Up over the next few weeks. Y'all get in here and stay tuned. Remember, I'm walking this path with you. God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you. <laughs>